I'll put my stick against yours any day. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> episode 138 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... The Deliciousness! Yeah! He's back. <laughs> Still going through menopause, huh? 110%. 110%. Deliciousness. So you, you grew a little bit over Yes, the- I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's called weight gain, brother. <laughs> I thought you were trying to lose. It's not working. No? Did you no. start doing the exercise regimen I, I gave you? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> being honest here. I haven't had a chance. You know, football, this and that. and Excuses. That's excuses. what's killing me, is the football games. Because I'm eating all the damn time and, you know, duh, you know, eating. I, I know my schedule is twice as busy as yours overall. No way. Yes, it is. Nah. Yes, it is. Running the Kickstarter, writing the comic, doing the podcast, editing the podcast, promoting the Kickstarter, having a wife, having a life. Like, I know I'm twice as busy as you, and I still you don't find have time a life. exercise. No. Yeah, I don't have a life because I'm always, <laughs> I'm always busy. You spend two hours in the car up and back, so that's why all your stuff runs in. Yes, it does take me two hours to get home every day. See, I leave, I go home, go take the dogs out, so change, you're, you're proving, then run, you're go get the boys. My point. You have extra time. You could just use that time to work out. No, I have to do these, these errands. I have to do the... The, what do you call that list? The honey-do list? Yeah, I have a honey-do list every freaking day. Dogs, kids, kids, dogs, poop, dogs, whatever. Don't the kids and the dogs take care of each other? Like No. <laughs> I feel like that's how it should be. <laughs> you know, I'm everywhere. Today I'm doing laundry after this. So why don't you do some squats while you're doing laundry? With everybody looking at me? When does that stop you? <laughs> My back hurts today. Oh, my God. Excuse after excuse. Hey, man. We also have a special guest today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Miss Ashley Denunzio. Mm-hmm. Did I pronounce that right? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Good. Wait, wait one damn minute. I've known you for almost two years. I don't even know your last name. It's Denunzio. You learn something new every day. I know, right? <laughs> She's supposed to be my friend, and I don't even know her last name. <laughs> and you know her last name already. Well, well I, I Creeper. Do, I do my research for the show. Stalker? That's called it's stalking. Called, it's called social media. Yeah. He, he doesn't know anything about that, you know. Last time on the show, he said Twitter could not survive without him. It can't. So. <laughs> we know this. Well, my last name used to be on Twitter. I didn't know I you. I just changed it like a month ago. Well, for anybody who doesn't know who Ashley is, uh, she's the manager of the Pop Culture Comic Company, which is yes, one of I our am. favorite shops here in Houston. And Aww. probably the best shop here in Houston. I didn't even know that yes. either. What, you didn't know she was the manager? No. What do what? you know? I thought she was supposed I'm to be eye candy now. for Robert. I don't now, know. <laughs> now I'm offended. Yes, I've accomplished it. How many minutes into the show? Oh my god! All, all the disgusting sex talk before How we started. You? <laughs> now, now you offended. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew you were the manager. Hey, I just can never remember you your name because it was like, what's her name? Ashley Barbara. What did, remember Barbara. that one day, one day we were talking? Well, she looks like a Barbara. No. <laughs> hey, Barb. Not even close. Eleven? What? <laughs> You're the only strange thing in this room. <laughs> nice. 
All right. Well, I'm sorry for that, Ashley. What? It's all good. You know, I can only apologize for him. But uh, we're going to move on and talk about this week's comics. Already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a lot to go over today. So Okay. Let's what were it. your top two this week, Miguel? My number two, Kingpin number four, Matthew Rosenberg and Ricardo Lopez. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're way off. Uh, <laughs> really? Civil War Kingpin number four by Matt Rosenberg, drawn by Ricardo Ortiz. Wow. And Hayden Sherman. <laughs> so I changed names. <laughs> yeah. Not all Mexicans are the same, man. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, Ricardo Lopez reminds me of Rick Lopez, my cousin, you know, the guy, the co-host of the looker. Critical Thinking. No, that's Eric. Eric is the looker. <laughs> they can both be lookers. No. It runs in the family. We talked about that last nice. week, too. <laughs> but Rick has a little white dog. He, he He's a nice guy. He wouldn't be. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> he wouldn't be walking around looking at people's windows or looking. He's not a peeper. Okay. He's a nice guy. I'll defend Rick to the end of the earth because he's everything I should be that I'm never going to be. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll agree with you. Rick is a really nice guy. But yeah. you got to admit, looking runs in the family with you. Looking guys. runs. <laughs> I don't look at anybody either. Oh, Canada? <laughs> Those are some snotty bitches. <laughs> and, and they're the ones that stare at me, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the hall and they give me the death looks. Mm-hmm. Like, so anyways, uh, <laughs> Civil War Kingpin is excellent. It was actually my number one. Uh, it is about the Kingpin. If that title didn't give it away. Nice. And uh, he's faked his own death. Or S.H.I.E.L.D. has faked his death, rather. He's in seclusion in a hidden S.H.I.E.L.D. facility. And they're trying to convince him to give up the whereabouts of his crew and his organization so they can go and take it down. And uh, he keeps giving them all of his enemies' locations. Yeah. So S.H.I.E.L.D. hits a couple of like his opponents, like Hammerhead and, and a couple other guys. And uh, they keep coming back, and they're like, look, if you don't play ball, we're really going to throw you in a cell and, and throw away the key. And, of course, being the kingpin, being who he is, he outplays S.H.I.E.L.D., finds a way to escape legitimately. He manages to uh, fake a heart attack, steal a cell phone from one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, send an outside text that says, burn it all to the ground, uh, basically destroys his whole organization, at least the part, parts that S.H.I.E.L.D. might be able to find. Mm-hmm. And then his lawyer shows up and frees him. Yeah, especially when the S.H.I.E.L.D. guy's trying to choke him. And then uh, he cleans house. Yeah. And it's a lot of pages of him just going around killing everybody that's been a problem for him. So it's excellent. I really got that one it. guy he was looking for. Yeah, Janice. Yeah, who was trying to take his place. Yeah. It's really funny, too, because Janice was wearing like the same outfit yeah. he always wears. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think this has been a, one of the best tie-ins to Civil War so far. Matt Rosenberg, of course, is a fantastic writer. Uh, I really, really like this a lot. I'm just trying to figure out why the S.H.I.E.L.D. dirty guy had to be a black guy. I'm just saying. Why is it always about race with you? It, well, it's not me. It's them. I'm not the one drawing the black guy to be the bad guy and be the double insider. Damn. You, you pay way too close attention to race. <laughs> well, apparently I don't. Ricardo Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Okay, well, that was your number two. My was, number two was Amazing Spider-Man number 20 from Christos Gage, Dan Slott, and Giuseppe Carmencoli. Uh, we finally get to see the return of Doc Ock, and he's fully restored to his original body. Uh, his brain has been retransplanted. We see how that happened. Yeah, what you were bitching about the last comic. It didn't show how he got his body back, and here it is. Well, we didn't, we didn't know that it was going to be a clone or, or what exactly it was going to be. Uh, turns out that Ock had orchestrated this thing where his remains were going to get transferred to the Jackal, mm-hmm. and the Jackal was going to take the remains of his body and turn them into a new Doc Ock body. Uh, but he didn't do the same process he normally does. He actually regenerated the body, so it was fully healed, and they adjusted the genetic code and took out all of the defects. So at the last minute, robo Ock jumps into the tank and implants his brain, and then he has another fight with Peter Parker from, from before. Mm-hmm. So it's basically... Doc Ock as Superior Spider-Man fighting inside of his own head for control of his body versus the remnants of Peter Parker that were in control when the body died. Yeah. So it's a real nice throwback to Superior Spider-Man, which you know was one of our favorite series 
uh, of Spider-Man. I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm looking forward to what comes next, especially when we get to the new section. I get to tell you what happens in the next issue of Spider-Man. What? Something cool's coming. Well, you know, Doc Ock right now is going to work with the Jackal to, to try to improve the right situation. Right, they're going to try to get rid of that pill. Yeah. So it's a pretty good intro to the clone conspiracy. I got kind of burned out on clone stories with the Jackal way back when because it's always the same. But tying in the superior stuff and, and making Ock a focus of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ock was always one of those villains that I was never that into, you know, reading Spider-Man. Like, there was always better villains for him. Venom and Carnage and those guys. Always way better than Ock in my mind. Uh, but after Superior, I've really kind of come around. And, and Ock has become one of my, like, favorites. Yeah, so Ock is the shit, man. I'm looking forward to reading more of this. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what was your number one? My number one was by our good buddy over there, uh, Frank Barberi and Mr. Gary Brown, the revisionist number five. It was good. Uh, I didn't think it was as good as the last couple issues have been, though. <gasps> Shame. <laughs> Frank's going to kick your ass. Well, there was a lot of great books this week. It was really hard to make a top three list. Um, yeah. So the revisionist, it's about the guy who travels through time. His father created time travel and gave him this wristband that can make it happen. And he's been given targets. He has to go back and eliminate to try to autocorrect the timeline. So he goes back there. And uh, instead of doing what his father told him to do, he lets the person live that he was sent back to assassinate. And he's like, I, I'm tired of screwing with time. Yeah. I just want to live my life. Like, things are peaceful here. There's really no reason for me to be doing this. Plus, he met the girl, or the reincarnation of the girl that died in his timeline. So he tries to have a relationship with her. And, uh, of course, it doesn't exactly work out the way he wants it to. And other time hunters show up. Um, his father has recruited other people to come after him because what a dick. things haven't worked out in the way that uh, his dad wanted them to. So it kind of ends in a precarious place. Like You don't really know what's going to happen with him going forward. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it, it was good. I just didn't feel like it was as action-packed as the last couple had been. I just thought the story was deep. I thought Frank does a good job of drawing you in. Frank's one of my favorites. And I've, I've been into this story since it started, so it's one I'm actually looking forward to. And then you didn't write it down on the list, and thank God my pop culture person over here uh, put it in my box, and so it was there. I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so cool. I'm happy. Well, those were our top two. Have you read anything recently you want to talk about, Ashley? Um, well, this week I only had a chance to read one, which... I read a lot of all-ages books, so my descriptions won't be as exciting as y'all's. Um, but <laughs> there's actually a new um, all-ages book that just started. It's on, like, issue three. It's called Monty. And it's silly, but um, it's about a little girl. I think she's in, like, kindergarten, and she meets a T-Rex who talks. And for some reason does not question why there's a T-Rex in her neighborhood. But they, like hang out and become friends and it's on issue three so like now they are friends um in this issue there's this cute it's one of those books where it's just a bunch of little small stories so you don't have to pick it up in order you know right you can just grab a single issue and there's just a bunch of different stories in there and this one there's one where um he learns about santa claus and she basically explains like Kids make him cookies and leave them, and then you essentially trade him cookies for presents or what have you. So he gets all excited and dresses as Santa and runs around the neighborhood collecting cookies. <laughs> and then the she, dinosaur? Yes. And then she figures out what he's doing. Hey, everybody thinks he's Santa. She figures out what he's doing, and she tries to explain to him that it's wrong, and he keeps doing it, so she calls Santa. So Santa's like, hey, man. And he's all dressed in his vacation. Why are you stealing my job? Vacation bed. Yeah, he's like, that's not cool. It's really funny. He throws the T Rex throws a giant tantrum over cookies, and it's great. It's like laying on the ground, like freaking out. Cookie monster, awesome, nice. I love it. No, but it's very cute though. For some reason, I see double dinosaur doing that. 
Devil Dinosaur is the best. <laughs> Who doesn't I, like Devil Dinosaur? That's one of the few Marvel books I read. Moon Girl and Moon, Devil Dinosaur. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I love that book. Cool. Yeah. He follows me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not actually. It's Devil yeah. Dinosaur. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his fiery eyebrows. <laughs> I need those. Those are fashionable. <laughs> That would make it easier, more comfortable in here. <laughs> if, if my eyebrows were on fire, you think you'd feel less pressure? That would be so cool. I'd be like, that is awesome. <laughs> That's hot. Uh, you're so funny. In two ways. I have a couple for this week I'm excited to read, though. Like Green Arrow. I have not been reading the Green Arrow. Really? Yeah, I've been reading a lot of Rebirth titles, but Green Arrow is one of the few that I haven't gotten to yet. So for the first time in six years, I'm not reading Batman. I actually dropped Batman after like the first issue. Get out. Wow. I was like, bye. Get out. I couldn't. I'm sorry. That that whole thing with him on the airplane and would my parents be proud of me? I was like, where did wuss Batman come from? <laughs> what is this? I'm done. He's feeling, so, he's feeling I can't. No, no. I'll, I'll agree with you. The first issue was not great. I could <laughs> Yeah. It, it it took me out. I was like, I'm done. I read like 71 titles. I don't have time for Batman crying about his parents on top of an airplane. It's, so, it's been long enough. Get over it. I, nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. But, so I replaced Batman with Green Arrow, and I don't regret my decision. It's been very good. Very good. Cool. Good. In the last issue, he uh, got caught back on the island somehow. I can't remember how he got back on the island, but Dumbass. he was with Black Canary. <laughs> And uh, they finally hooked up, so that was cool. There was a nice beach hookup scene. Nice. So now I'm excited to see where they're going to go now that they got their clothes back on. It's rebirth leads to DC birth, <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know who she is anymore. Dropping Batman. Well, you have to agree. I'm the, sorry. The first it was issue terrible. of Batman was not good at all. Like we talked about how bad it was. Yeah, it was really bad. It was the first Batman number one that I was like really just underwhelmed by big time. I mean, I know you and I we spend our hard earned money. We don't get these books for free. And uh, so- neither do I. Thank you. <laughs> she has to deal with creeps all day. To get the books. <laughs> and I don't get my books for free. Well, she probably gets a good discount. I get a decent discount. Yes. Uh huh. See, I need to work there. <laughs> Talk to me after the show about sponsoring me. Uh- okay, sure. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we know it wasn't that great, but you go, we always give it a chance. We always go more than one issue. Well, we're, we're big Batman fans. I mean, if you're reading 71 titles, because there was a time when I was reading everything that came out. I remember. And it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that more because he's poor. I'm poor now. Same here. I, I remember that, too. Uh, it's really hard to read everything. No, it totally is. And if things aren't good, you have to let them go. Well, and part of why I dropped it so quickly is because probably the last... Six or so issues of New 52 Batman. I hated that too. The whole Dr. Bloom thing. It was terrible. That weird. It, it was underwhelming. That weird suit with the moth antenna. I'm not we're not into that either. There, so it just. For a good six or seven issues. Where's your I balls was, at man? I'm really like all about Dr. Bloom. She changes it. Oh Dr. Bloom sucks. I, I yes I agree. I liked the idea of him when they first introduced him. But then it didn't work out. Yeah like, it was just it, weird. It fell apart at the end. Who are you? I'm honest. That's who I am. <laughs> no you're not. I, I, there were things I liked about Jim Gordon as Batman. It wasn't yeah, as bad as everybody said it was. Like mm-hmm. I, I loved the costume design. I loved when they first introduced Bloom and he was this mysterious figure and it was really interesting. But then when they actually put him in the story and it he was flopped. just this, it, Yeah it fell apart. The last couple issues weren't great. It, it didn't end well. It was just like uh, Death in the Family. Like it was so good building up, and then nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> sell out. I'm just being honest. <laughs> You're being a wuss because we got a woman. Okay, in. no, what, what Batman was a wuss. Loved it. <laughs> Tell everybody how much you Batman loved it. I said from the beginning, wuss. I wasn't a big fan of it. 
What the fuck are you bitching at me about? <laughs> because you're all about it. It's like, hell yeah, yeah. I got episodes to prove it. Go back and listen to him. You'll, you'll see that I said exactly what I just said. <laughs> I just bust the balls. Uh, you're trying to and failing. No, no, it's true. You're definitely changing your stance because she's in here saying this, and you're like, oh, I'm going to be with her now. Fellas, you stand with Ashley. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Well, let's move on to our picks of the week. What was your pick of the week? A book that I wasn't going to pick up, but I had to. Because you know I am their number one fan. Kiss number one by Amy Chu and Cuber Ball, right? Yeah, I the Ace that. Freely variant, right? No, I got the Gene, sir. No, I, I remember it being the Ace Freely so variant. You must be smoking some crack, because I am a Gene oh fan. <laughs> he loves Ace Freely. I do not love Ace Freely. Don't you own his Greatest Hits CD? That's what you gave me for don't, Christmas. Don't you, you own it? <laughs> <laughs> don't you own an Ace Freely Christmas ornament? Because of you. <laughs> I also have a Gene one as well, thank you. Didn't you not even like Kiss until I told you you did? <laughs> Yeah, somehow subliminally you made Kiss my number one band. Ace Freely's your favorite. Trust me on this. All because I got freaking stupid Kiss lights from the B store. Yeah. Um, actually, Kiss was surprisingly good. I had really, really low expectations going into it because you never really know what you're going to get with a, a licensed property like that. But right. uh, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. It's this post-apocalyptic future where these uh, kids are living in this underground society where uh, you know music's been outlawed and, and fun has basically been outlawed. And they keep finding these weird symbols everywhere, and they decide to kind of explore and see where it leads them. And uh, they basically crawl into like the ventilation system and find this hidden area <laughs> where they're growing food, and they have all this uh, processing stuff, and it's really lush and green. And what was up with that? Then like these weird Terminator-style drones come after them and try to kill them, and they escape back into the sewer system. Dang it! Find I was sold until you got to the drones. They, they find this. Uh, <laughs> This weird mural that has all the Kiss guys painted on it. Yeah. And uh, I'm not really sure where it's going. Like, I'm assuming they're going to find Kiss's instruments hidden somewhere and, like, save the world with music somehow. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna wind up taking their body and or whatever, become hosts, or maybe they release Kiss. Maybe Kiss has been in a vault for hundreds of years. And they come back and fight them <laughs> with the guitars, you know, Wild Stan, Stallions type stuff. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really sure where it's going, but it was, it was a pretty fun intro to the story. I was really surprised at how enjoyable it was. I didn't know what to expect, to be quite honest with you. And I'm like, Ugh, I have to pick this up because you done made a big thing that I'm Kiss's number one fan. So I had to pick it up. And, of course, my comic book company put the one cover and there were all four of them on there. But I didn't want that one. Just, I wanted... just so you know, next time, Ace Freely. It has to be. <laughs> I will cut you. Just so you know, you can request certain covers. I know this, but I will cut you. Otherwise, it's at random. I'm requesting Ace Freely for him. You don't listen to him. He has no control over my box. <laughs> I, I don't want control over your box. <laughs> no. Wow. We're going there already, huh? I got nothing. <laughs> this is great. I see Miguel flustered. Ooh. His cheeks are a little red. I'm not going to lie. It's because it's hot in here. <laughs> it's the menopause. It's the menopause. It's not hot. It's no. not hot. <laughs> nice. No, but it was a really good book. Uh, now I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Kiss. Thank you. <laughs> so what was your pick of the week? My pick of the week was Weird Detective Number 5 from Fed Van Lente and Guia Villanova. I read that this morning. What did you think? I like it. Uh, it was great. Dude, he mind warped. He did the, the flashy light thingy on her. Uh, I'm going to take this out of your brain. <laughs> uh, well, it's this detective that Fred has created who comes from outer space. And he comes to Earth and he takes over the life of this other Earth detective and kind of puts the Earth detective into a coma. And this is, this is the overall synopsis for yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, he starts being really good at his job. <laughs> but he's Canadian. And he's can every, he tells everybody he's Canadian, so it kind of explains some of the weirdness away. I understand now. Are you Canadian? They're like... Uh, no, I'm Italian. 
Yeah, the last name gave that away. Saying. Yeah. I Just forgot saying. the last name. Denunzio? Oh, I was thinking D'Onofrio. No. I don't know. Close. You'd be cooler if your last name was D'Onofrio. Change it. <laughs> I will never. That's a weird tangent, but okay. Uh, so anyways, the detective, uh, there's, there's this juice box killer, this murderer who's going around and draining people of all the blood in their body and leaving husks behind. That is a trick. And so that's the case that him and his partner get put on. And the police chief uh, doesn't really trust him. He knows he's Canadian. He knows he's weird, but he knows something else is going on too. So he has his partner investigating him. And at the same time, he, as the detective, is investigating his partner because he knows that she's hiding something from him. So the two of them are working together, but they don't really trust each other. And uh, there's a lot of Lovecraftian mythos kind of built into the story. One of the funniest things is that the detective uh, gives his cat the ability to talk. So the whole time, whenever he's at home, he's having these weird, funny conversations with his cat. And his cat's just acting like a cat would. And he's like, I don't care about you. Why are you bothering me? Give me my cat food. Give me my cat food. That's all I want. (laughs) You're an idiot. You can't see right. (laughs) But he has all these weird powers and abilities. He has, like, enhanced senses. I think it's, like, 32 senses that humans can't see or, or feel. And, like, he'll do weird things, like his tongue will extend, like Gene Simmons, and go inside of somebody's ear and lick their brain, and he'll... Uh, I don't think Gene does that. <laughs> I don't know what Gene does. <laughs> That's a special kind of kiss. <laughs> uh, but he does that, and he'll, like, you know, learn about them or learn about their memories. Uh, he's all kinds of weird things. Like, he can make himself go invisible. He can smell things that people can't smell. And uh, he ends up figuring out where the juice box killer is. And it turns out it's not just some crazy serial killer like everybody thinks. It's actually an alien monster that uh, his people were responsible for creating thousands of years ago. And I think they're called like polyps or something. Um, In this issue, he actually manages to track the thing down. Uh, The old woman who raised the polyp, she was having meat delivered to the house and feeding it to it for several years, like decades. And the meat company went out of business, so all these people started disappearing off the street and getting their blood drained. It's because the polyp was just hunting for food because it had to eat. Yeah. Um, so he he finds it and tries to put it back under control of his people because it's gotten way too powerful. It's kind of like the, the whole Spartacus thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's it's a crazy fight. Like you don't expect a t- detective to transform because he never really has shown that before. But uh, he turns into like this big tentacled monster, and like the other thing's a big tentacled monster, and they're fighting. And it's just really cool, really action-packed. A lot of tentacle and tentacle action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For all you hentai fans, it's uh, right up your alley. He's touching them in a bad place. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fantastic series. Uh, very action-packed, very weird, very strange. If you're a fan of Lovecraftian stuff, I know you'll like this a lot. Um, Fred is a fantastic writer. You know Everything he does, we pretty much enjoy. So I can't recommend this highly enough. Uh, issue 5 was the last issue in the first arc. The last time we saw him, he did tell us about this, didn't he? He mentioned it? Yeah, he actually gave us a sneak preview. And of I forgot to pick one. it up. I totally remember. You picked him up where? At Pop Culture. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. You told me. How could you forget? I, he's everywhere. Everything comes from Pop Culture. Because we're awesome. I say that all the time, by the way. Thank you <laughs> I, very know, much. I know. I know. I And I still don't get a discount. Damn. <laughs> you get a discount, your subscriber discount. I, exactly. Where, where's the love discount? I got to work this in as much that, as I can. That's like an extra fee. <laughs> like two, that's, that's under the table fee? Two steps forward, one step back. man. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, issue five just came out. If you can find all five issues, pick them up. You'll really like it. If you can't, wait for the trade, but definitely check out Weird Detective when it's available. Uh, I think it's just a lot of fun. I wonder if that's what he was working on that one time we were talking to him, and he was like busy just typing. It was, man. It was, yeah. I talked to him about it. He was just gone. I mean, he was like, I was like, I don't want to bother him, man. He's busy. That's great. So, anyways, that's it for comics. Let's move on to talking about you, Ashley. 
Sweet. And the reason, turn and face her. Give her looks. The reason that you were here. So why don't you tell everybody about your Kickstarter? Easily. The 100% okay. deliciousness. That's why she's here. The deliciousness. Oh, that's exactly why. See? What mm-hmm. I say? Why? See? When I mm-hmm. asked her to come, uh, she was like, is Miguel going to be there? Because I don't know. Uh, sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned I was there, um, she goes, I'm all in. I don't know if I'm comfortable. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to light my eyebrows on fire? I'm not sure. <laughs> Devil dinosaur. Love him. Um, so our Kickstarter is uh, for an anthology put together by, oh goodness, I think there's 18 of us. Um, it's a pretty big group of ladies, ladies slash non-binary people. Um, and it's all girls who work in comic stores like me and Caitlin, who is not here because she ditched me. <laughs> um, but Caitlin and I, um, I wrote and she drew a comic in there. Um, the only prompt that we had was it had to begin and end in a comic book store that is the only prompt there was so uh caitlin and i came up with the idea of putting there's a lot of really crazy things that happen in the store which you guys want funny stories so i'll give you some later um but that's the basis of our comic that we contributed is it's a bunch of four panel strips so it's just a series of strips essentially and they're just different stories. Um, it's called This Side Up. Most of them center around the stuff that happens to us on Tuesdays when we're trying to process your lovely subscriptions. And we named it This Side Up because all of our comic boxes say This Side Up on like all four sides. Mm-hmm. And UPS just Never. can't get it. <laughs> they can't get it. And they deliver them to us upside down constantly. And then we have a whole box of damaged comics every time. That's really annoying. So, yeah, it's really obnoxious. And that's one of the strips in there is, like, we're sitting there waiting and you kind of see, you know, the van pull up. And then he, like, comes strolling in and all the boxes are different directions. So that's what we named the strip after um, because that's pretty much a weekly occurrence. But you would be amazed, the insanity on Tuesday. It's like the one day that I don't want distraction. (laughs) Distraction galore. Of course. Every week. (laughs) <laughs> the best laid plans never seem to, to yeah, work out. Yeah, yeah. But there's uh there's a bunch of different stories in there. Um ours is pretty comical. They're not all. Some of them I know the editor was like, Oh, you guys made me cry and so there's a couple of uh emotional stories in there too. It's not always easy being a chick in a comic shop. Um one about a corgi. He's adorable, that little corgi. <laughs> oh, I think she's a girl actually. She's a female corgi. She's very cute. But uh, yeah, they're all they're all stories based around working in comic stores. And the name of the Kickstarter is "They Have Issues." They have issues is yeah. the name of the whole anthology. And actually, it's uh, it's being written by like eighteen different people, right? Yeah. But it's being edited by a group of four ladies: mm-hmm. uh, Katie Rex, Jesse Jordan, Jamie James, and Zoe Shug. Yeah. And uh, actually, Jesse's a good friend of ours. Oh, really? We've had her on the show a couple times, so that was really cool. I, I saw that. So. This is not an officially endorsed product of the Valkyries, but it's being done by the Valkyries. By Valkyries. For those of us who don't know what the Valkyries are, why don't you go ahead and explain? So, the Valkyries um, were started by Kate Leth, who is now all over the place in comics. She's got a book that just started this week called Spell on Wheels with a couple other people. Um, But she used to work in shops before she got, you know, bigger as a creator, and she noticed that there just was a serious lack of community and stuff as far as you know women and at the time this was about six years ago or so there wasn't very many women that she even noticed that worked in shops so she created a facebook group and she named it the valkyries and the few girls that she did know she added them and 
from there it just took off when I joined about three years ago I think we were at like 250 and we I think we hit six this year That's so we, awesome. we have an insane number of girls um girls slash non-binary people have to put that out there but it's crazy it's international we've got you know Miguel looks confused I don't think he knows what non-binary non-binary yeah that's a gender identity when you don't identify with either or you kind of go back and forth a little bit really yeah I was unaware of that huh okay you learn something new every day I guess lots of research to be done there um but we we've got you know comic employees in Australia, comic employees over in the UK, and um, it's a really great, it's a lot of fun, but it's a really great resource. Um, here in Houston, all of the Valkyries are very close, even over at that B store that we don't talk about. <laughs> There's some really great Valkyries, even there. Um, but, you know, so, so somebody will come in and say, hey, I've got this collection that got stolen, and, you know, let me tell you some of what's in it. And whoever gets that report will go into the Valkyries group and post and put in all the details and Houston Valkyries be on the lookout. And I mean, it is the fastest way to get information around. It's been really, really helpful. Um, there's a lot of, you know, God, we just had the worst day or we had the greatest day or, you know, advice on how to put together different events it's awesome. It sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds like a really cool community to be a part of. It really is. And then, of course, when we get behind a comic, it goes, you know, Lumberjanes just took off. Yeah, Lumberjanes was huge. Lumberjanes was And this is, this is doing it's really well, giant. too. Um, so yeah. how, how, much long, how much time is left and they have issues? I think we have about, are we down to like eight days now or something? But you guys are fully funded already. Yes, we got fully funded about two days ago, I think, which was so, so exciting. And then it just kept going. It's insane. It's like it, it was a little bit slow at first, and then it picked up, and it hasn't really slowed down since. So we, we busted through 5K yesterday, which was cool. Yeah. Very cool. I backed you guys. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You rock. <laughs> Miguel. You if I one? knew about these things, you know, hell. I mean, all my money went to speak no evil. I'm sorry. The Twitter, yo, the Twitter. The Twitter. I like. I just there. barely started following you. You never <laughs> followed me, Shane. I do so now. You do well. Well, she's not the only Valkyrie out there, and I'm sure you follow no, a I'm few, not. and they've all been posting about yes, it. Yes, we have. <laughs> I don't know these Valkyries. Caitlin you know has too. Uh, Jesse doesn't follow me. Jesse's been posting. I don't think Jesse likes me. Oh well, maybe that's the case. I don't know. <laughs> she's a sweet girl. I like Jesse, but I don't think she likes me. Maybe that's it. It's possible. <laughs> wow. Thanks. But uh, since Caitlin's not here, I'll plug a little for her. Um, her art's really great. I was really excited to work with her. It was a lot of fun. But she puts out her own webcomic, um, Wear, Wear Trucker. Trucker. Yeah. Yeah. Wear Trucker's a lot of fun. So. I actually checked it out uh, yesterday. Werewolf Trucker. Preparing for the show. Her art is really awesome. It is so much fun, right? She, she draws very similar to Jason Latour. I think somebody told her that recently, and she was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize it. Uh, I like the style a lot. I, if she was here, I was actually going to talk to her about possibly doing some kind of collaboration in the future, because she's got some talent. Yeah, her her art's great. She uh, she does wear trucker, which is so much fun. It's, it's black and white, mostly. She does some purple kind of color infusion in there, but... Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And then on the side of Wear Trucker, she does commissions and she does a lot of, she's big in gaming. So she, she does a lot of drawings of her favorite gaming characters and those go bananas when she posts them. Um, it's, she actually had somebody steal one recently and use it for something. And 
I was like, man, it sucks. It does suck. You know, you create something and you work so hard and then people steal it. It's terrible. Is that it right there? Yeah, that's it. That's really freaking cool. I like it. Which one? The the anthology? uh, Wear Trucker. Oh, Wear Trucker? Wear Trucker's great. It's so cool. I like... Oh, it's pretty cool. The truck has teeth. I have to talk to her about it when I see it. (laughs) It's really good. I like that. It's... Yeah, it's really cool. She's very talented. (laughs) I don't know how she balances the shop and her art. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, exactly. I mean... If there's one thing I've learned, it's that you can make anything happen. You just have to devote yourself to it and find mm-hmm. the time. So And kudos to her for interpreting. because So this is my first published work, and I've never written a comic before. I've always written more prose style, I guess. And so I'm like, have no idea how to write a comic script whatsoever. So I basically drew all of the panels myself. Okay. But as stick figures. Right. <laughs> because... Hey, I have the best stick figure in the game. I know. My stick figures are amazing. Oh, it's they all right now. So, <laughs> they are so expressive. You have no idea. We're going to have but, a stick off. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll put my stick against yours any day. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was, uh, I was really proud of her for interpreting all of my... Because it's like you get stick figures, and then because I can't draw the way that I would like to, there's 50,000 notes of, like, this should look like this. And <laughs> she, she did it, man. And she did it really well. And she uh, apparently pays attention to my fashion choices because I got a really good kick out of all the different outfits I was wearing in each strip. <laughs> so cool. That actually looks just like something I would wear. <laughs> That's cool. Well, you know, talking to all these creators, because we do a lot of interviews and stuff, mm-hmm. um, there is no one right way to write a script. So... I've never heard of anybody doing it that way, but yeah. like I could see that working. I essentially sketched the entire thing myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then she went back and actually drew it. I mean, but it, it worked for us. Yeah. And since it's all stories that we have experienced, she pretty much just needed like an outline of what I was seeing in my head to get it put down because she was there for right. the stories. So there's a little less need for a lot of wordage when you were both there to experience yeah i'm sure that, that definitely helps yeah, yeah so but uh it was a lot of fun and so how many pages is, is your guys's excerpt in the book it's only three okay. um we actually had commented we wish we had done more but it just this thing came together really quickly like zoe posted in the valkyries and was just like hey so weird thought but you know anybody want to get together and do a book and then about 20 of us responded and i think about you know, the 18 of us or so actually went through with the whole thing. And it took a year, but that year just flew. I yeah. mean, so fast. Because it was like one minute, it was like, do we want to do this? And the next minute, it was like, deadlines. You know, I mean, just... I, I can relate. <laughs> so we only got three pages, but they're three good pages. And um, we're actually, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but we're discussing a possible volume two. And so Caitlin and I are like, okay, if we go through with volume two... We got a lot more material this time. We're doing more than more than three pages for sure. That's awesome. And there's nothing that says you guys couldn't do something on your own as well. Yeah. I'd have to see if she's down for that. I'd hate to commit her to something she's <laughs> not ready for. Do you think you could do an entire like 22-page issue with your uh, sketches? Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> it might take me a year to even get... Oh, goodness. I'm actually hoping to write some more, um, because this was a lot of fun, and I've always wanted to write, but previous to my experience in comics, I just always saw myself writing novels, so... um, As he touched her leg, she shook. Yeah. (laughs) Those kind. (laughs) 
No, but comics is actually a lot of fun. So, yeah, I think I, I've got a couple ideas for some stuff for later once this is wrapped up. Cool. Well, where can people go to check out They Have Issues? Um, we're on Twitter, obviously Kickstarter. Uh, we do not have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. And I think the, the handles for all of them is They Have Issues. Okay. Yeah, I was just looking at the Kickstarter. It has a little brief It's got a nice video. The, I haven't checked the video yeah, out yet, but it has a little video's stuff great. about everybody. I was reading her information. That's all it Not is. stalking. I was reading about everybody. Thank you. <laughs> You, now I know your middle name. You need to watch that. <laughs> My middle name is everywhere. You need to watch that uh, intro video. I'll watch the whole thing. It's really, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, Kickstarter tells us you only watch like the first five seconds of it. <laughs> no, it's funny because we're running our Kickstarter as well. And right. you get statistics on, on the project while uh-huh. it's running. And we put a lot of effort into our video. And uh, it actually tells you how many people watch it and then how many people watch it to completion. So for our first video on, on the first Kickstarter we did, it was like, 23% of people watched it all the way to the end. But oh, jeez. It, it was a little bit slower and a much longer video. It was almost four minutes. Mm-hmm. This time we kept it at two minutes exactly, and it's very fast-paced, and it's very like high energy, mm-hmm. and we're still getting like 27% completion. Oh, like, <laughs> Problem is, nobody wants to see two fat guys. You need to have some chicks in it. Hey, Yeah, George now. and I talked about that. We're just going to have girls dancing around us next There you time. go. <laughs> I mean, well, hey, hey, that's that's sex you can't do that. America has oh, you're demeaning we, them now. We, we, it is only demeaning if they don't choose to be in that position. Women empowerment. Some of us like to show off our sexuality. We just don't hit like the music, to, boy. We don't like to be forced. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does too. So I mean, apparently. Not, you're the one I was talking about your deliciousness and bringing sexy back, you know? Sticks. I bring. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> the fact that she said she was willing to put her stick against mine <laughs> makes me wonder about. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you said that. <laughs> you agreed. Me. You agreed, though. What was that term? Non. What did she say? <laughs> decimal? What? I don't know. Non decimal. Yes. Non binary? <laughs> Whatever. Zeros and ones. <laughs> I don't know. He's hopeless, what is going he? on over there? <laughs> I, I wonder Lots that. Of hand motions. I wonder that every day. What is going on over there? He wants to put this on YouTube because I do too many hand motions, but I don't have a face for. No. No. I think you'd be. That's fine. what the horse mask is for. Nice. Then I can't breathe. As long as you put the horse mask on, you can do anything. Okay. That thing is terrifying. <laughs> oh, terrifying! You are you are the second girl this week to tell me that that thing the is terrifying. Who else said the horse mask is terrifying? It's awful. I'll tell you later. No, no. Who said it? Live on camera. I mean, live on film. Uh, I'll tell, I'll tell <laughs> no, camera here. Damn it, you got to say now. I'll tell you later. Is somebody I care about? Why are you so offended about this horse mask, though? You don't offend the horse mask. That's like slapping. The mask is an inanimate object. It can't be offended. It's offended. Yeah. <laughs> the horse mask is part you of me. Can, you can be offended for it, though. I wear the mask. It doesn't wear me. <laughs> but still, what about the mermaid mask? Got a problem with that? That one I haven't seen. That's pretty creepy, too. <laughs> <laughs> Still, it's it's better than what's underneath. It's not as wow. <laughs> That's not nice. There you go. Hey, hey, I laughed. I didn't agree. That's <laughs> an agreement. <laughs> Put your sticks away. Whoa. <laughs> cool. Well, well, guys, go check it out. It does look like a really awesome project. They yeah. have issues on Kickstarter. Go find it. Super fun. Follow Ashley on Twitter. Please do. And let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story. Uh, so 
I was thinking about this, and I was listening to another podcast that I, I listen to all the time, Cast Request, and uh, my friend Mandy was talking about when she got her wisdom teeth pulled out, and it reminded me of when I got my wisdom teeth pulled out, which uh, happened when I was 18 years old. Uh, it was right before I went to college. My mom uh, insisted that I go and get this done, and uh, it was kind of weird because they, they put you on Vicodin before you go in to actually get it done. Like They give you something to relax you before you get there, and then they give you the harder stuff when you get there. So I was really out of it when they did the actual surgery to remove my teeth, and I had three of them pulled. And uh, halfway through the procedure, I remember waking up, and I looked around the room, and I, I grabbed one of the nurses by her smock, and I was like, hey. That was not her smock. <laughs> I have to tinkle. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I'll go get your mom. And I was like, where's my mommy? <laughs> you have to tinkle. I was high. <laughs> where's his mommy? So she went and got my mom out of the room. My mom came in, and I go, I love you, mommy. I, I got a tinkle, and she's like, come on, and she helped me walk to the bathroom, and, and I went in the bathroom, and she closed the door behind me, and she's like, just call me if you need me, and I remember, like, barely being able to stand, barely know what was going on, I don't know if I hit the toilet, I don't know where. <laughs> oh, I, I thought this was going to go worse, I thought she was going to, like, help you, and I was going to say, your family has some issues, first you're grabbing grandma's boobs, and now your mom was helping you tinkle. <laughs> no, she, she just, she walked me to the bathroom. Okay. She walked me to the bathroom, and then she walked me back to the chair when I was done, and I got back to the chair, and I was like, brr, I'm cold. <laughs> And I was like, somebody give me a blankie. <laughs> so anesthesia reverts you to a toddler. <laughs> yeah, it does apparently. So they gave me a blankie and they were like, here's your blankie. And they tucked me in and I went back to sleep and they finished the surgery. <laughs> I, get, I, I keep seeing these videos online of people that do that. They have like wisdom teeth surgery and then their, their family records them afterwards <laughs> and you know like i see like parents playing pranks on their kids like they tell them like all kinds of crazy stuff that's mean that's not nice have you seen the zombie one no oh that one's great you guys gotta look that up oh maybe i did this, actually this girl's brothers convince her that the zombie apocalypse is going on yeah i did see that it's, it's amazing yeah it's pretty funny yeah but I'm, I'm just really glad that cameras didn't exist on phones so much right? back then yeah like who would that be an embarrassing video <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd love to have that. 18-year-old Jill, where's my blankie? <laughs> so anyways, that's my funny story. Wow. What about you, Ashley? I know you came prepared. Oh, good Lord. We've got long, long list of funny stories. You want to hear stick stories? <laughs> so, uh, stick stories. So, I'll tell you one, um, one of our little strips in the anthology is based off of. So, it's Tuesday, and we're, you know, processing for Wednesday for new comic books and stuff. And I think it was towards the evening, and so Caitlin was sitting kind of between the front and back rooms to keep an eye on the front room while she called numbers to me while I, you know, pull for subscription boxes. It's mm -hmm. a very long, complicated process. It takes the entire day. Um, and this guy comes in, and he's a semi-regular. Like, he kind of just shows up. Every so often. And we're right. like, oh, hey. And we call him Dirty Rob Zombie because he looks like Dirty Rob Zombie. Okay. I mean, that's the best description I got. Long, stringy hair. His clothes are always dirty. We're kind of not sure if he lives in his van or not. You get interesting folk in the comic store. So he walks in and he's walking around and doing his thing. And I'm in the back. And I look over at Caitlin and she's like, got like her little thumb up in the air. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know. He's just like. Showed me his pants. And I'm like, what? And he had, like, held his pants up to her with, like, a questioning look on his face. And so she thought he was asking if he could, like, use the restroom to change. So she's just like, yeah, sure, dude. And sticks her little thumb up. 
And he proceeds to remove his shorts and change his pants right there on the showroom floor. And the next thing I know, Caitlin's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm just like, what's happening? And I run out there and dude's like in the middle of changing. And Caitlin's like, I don't, I, I, that's not what I told him he could do. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. And Robert's just like, um, sir. And I mean, he changed him really before he could do anything. And then he just left. Like, it was nothing. Like, not a big deal. Was he, was he headbanging the whole time? No. He's kind of <laughs> spacey. He kind of just wanders around. We're not sure what's going on there. But, yeah, totally just, like, drop trowel <laughs> on the showroom. <laughs> For anyone who hasn't been to my store, the entire front of my store is glass windows. So It's a very open layout, he, too. Yeah. yeah. He, he showed anybody who wanted to see <laughs> his underwear. And we were just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're being visually assaulted. At least he had underwear on. I mean, well, thank yeah, I mean, goodness, because I don't even know what we would have done. You would have saw the dirty Robs on it. Yeah. <laughs> the real Rob. No, he's real dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Good gracious. So we had a woman try to buy vodka once from the comic book store. She was trashed. That was a really great day, too. So she... <laughs> we had a family. It was like a dad and his like teenage son and... He had a little baby in a car seat. He's carting around. And they're looking and having fun. And this lady walks in. And I'm sitting on the floor. I think I was unbagging a collection that Robert had just bought. Which, let me tell you. Is that I, a code for sex? I no. <laughs> there you that's, go. I got that's, <laughs> that's code for we don't want your nasty ass bags and boards. And we're going to remove all the comics <laughs> and throw them away. That's, that's code for. But, which I refer to as bitch work. When you're the new guy, you get to unbag and board everything. That's it's the a, way that it's works. It's a pain in the ass. It's like, the worst. I did my entire collection with mm-hmm. new bags and boards not that long ago. It oh, it sucks. so it's, much work. It's the worst. Yeah. So I'm on the floor, and that's what I'm doing. And Caitlin's behind the register, and Robert's behind the back counter in his usual spot. And the lady walks in, and as soon as she gets in the door, she stops. And she just starts, like, mumbling some weird... I don't even know. She was speaking tongue. She was just like, and Caitlin and I looked at each other like, what's happening right now? I legitimately thought she was having a stroke. I mean, it was, it was that bad. I was like, do we need to call 911? And then she kind of got her wits about her and got a little more understandable. She said something about trash and we look and like, she's got this like ball of trash in her arms and Robert's just like, did you, did you need me to? To throw that away? Yeah. Yeah. She take my trash. And we're just like, okay. So she walks past me to hand Robert her ball of trash. And that's when I got hit with, like, a wave of stale alcohol. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh. She's drunk. Like, real drunk. And Caitlin's just looking at me because I've got this look on my face like I'm going to puke. And Caitlin's like, what's... What's wrong? She's not close enough to smell the stench. So Robert picks up on it, and when she hands him the trash, it's, like, full of, like, empty beer cans, which I hope she wasn't drinking in the car, but we think probably she was. So he throws it away, and then she proceeds to, like, wander around the store. We're kind of just eyeing her. She creeps on the teenage boy. Poor kid. He's so freaked out. I mean, she chased his family out of our store. It was terrible. She walks right up to this poor boy. And he's got on, like, a Hawaiian shirt. Very Killing killing Joke-esque. Um, and she gets, like, chest to back with him. Like, she's, like, touching this poor kid. And he's looking at her all freaked out. And she's like, hey, I like your shirt. <laughs> and he's just like, 
oh thanks dad hey dad <laughs> and like runs across the store so now we're keeping an eye on her because she's making people uncomfortable which is not cool we don't allow that so we're watching her and she leaves him alone for a minute and then like circles back around and by this point she's past caitlin close enough now that caitlin's like oh god oh i smell it so then she creeps on the poor kid again and the dad just like picks up the car seat checks out and leaves like not wordless says nothing just checks out and just takes off and so now you know the owner is upset because she's chased a perfectly good customer out and he's like you know ma'am can we help you like do you need something and she's just like i'm gonna buy some tequila and he just got really irritated and was like we don't sell that here like look around oh so she turns around and just walks out and we're just like what is happening right now? Where did she even come from? And Caitlin's just like, dude, the beer. Like, did she swim in beer before she came in the store? I don't even know. So then she's wandering the parking lot, and Robert's like, oh, my God, she doesn't know where her car is. There's, like, three p- cars in the parking lot, and two of them belong to employees. Like That might be a good thing, though. I'm not sure you want her driving. <laughs> well, that was when we realized, like, oh, shit, you know, so... Robert walks outside, and she's found her car, and so now he's basically chasing her to her car, because she's a solid, like, 50 steps ahead of him. And she gets in, and she's trying to start the car, and she can't get her keys in the ignition. Indication you probably shouldn't start the car. But now that we've watched her walk to her car, we realize she obviously got in an accident on the way to the store, because both of her passenger side tires are shredded. (laughs) Like, sh- Reddit. I don't know how she got into the parking lot, to be 100% honest, because her SUV is like, shoop. Yeah, like, it's just, a pretty steep hill to get yeah, up into your parking lot, Yeah, it's got a gangster lean going, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, Robert's like, uh, ma'am, ma'am, because he's trying to take her keys, but he doesn't want to upset her. She, she's drunk and totally unpredictable. And she's, like, snatching her keys from him, and he's like, no, 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 but listen, like, you can't drive anywhere. What? Like... <laughs> Your tires are destroyed. What? <laughs> she has no idea. I don't think she knew she got in an accident, honestly. And Caitlin and I are, like, hanging out in the window like this is the best drama we have seen in our whole lives. <laughs> no one is getting rung up right now. Nobody. We're not paying attention to you. We are <laughs> solely focused on the drunk lady. The drunk lady outside. Lot. She's very <laughs> entertaining. She was wearing like this crazy colorful dress. I mean, she looked like Susie Homemaker. Had you not smelled her, you would not have realized she was drunk like that. Like, it was nuts. So, Rivera calls 911 because we quickly realized, like, she can't leave. She can't drive, you know, and none of us is driving her home. So, they come and that takes like a half an hour, them dealing with her and. Then she gets pissed, because now we've called the cops, and she starts crying. And So apparently, she works for a food delivery company, or did. She probably doesn't now. She's got all this food in the back of her car she's supposed to be delivering to someone who's probably starving and cursing out the company, I'm sure. And she's just like, she can't figure out how she got to a comic store, like... <laughs> Then she starts crying about they're gonna send her back to rehab, and we're just like, "Oh, so this is a this is a it's not a new problem." No, <laughs> wow, this is an ongoing behavior. Alcohol's a hell of a drug. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, stuff like that every single day. I don't know if it's because we're off the side of the freeway or what, but we hmm. get Looney Tunes all the time. 
it's interesting. Mm-hmm. See, the best part about this story was watching her face making her making her facial expression was freaking fun. <laughs> you're I talking about camera. me being you talking about me being animated. No, I'm, I'm very. <laughs> she was drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Italian. My whole body is part of my conversation. My wife's Italian too. Do you ever like accidentally get smacked when she's talking and like over? I get smacked all the time. Motion? I wouldn't say accidentally. Uh, yeah, because I do this to people. <laughs> I may have deserved all it. the time. <laughs> I'll be gesturing and I'm just like, bah! Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I didn't see you behind me. All the time. It's the curse of being Italian. Poke people in the eye. Oh, is that your nose? I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. It happens all the time. I have to stay away from you when I come in the, <laughs> the shop now. Like, stand back. Anytime that I'm passionate about a story, just give me two feet. Because you might get hit. Don't, don't be creeping on her like the old lady. Wow. Yeah, that old lady was so... I well, she wasn't old. Store. Was She's always thing. behind the counter anyway. Well, he's old, Most too. Of so. Most of the time. Most I don't even pay attention. I go into camera books. Jeez, can you give me my damn books? Not scared. No. I've been here for 30 minutes. Go lie. You know you don't have to ask for your books because I already got them when you walk in the door. If she's not in deep conversation with one of her fellow creepers. Yeah. <laughs> That's sometimes I go in there and she's like in a, a conversation. I'm looking there like I'm thinking to myself, I don't think she wants to be in that conversation. Usually no. Usually no. I was waiting for him to ask her out or something. That happens. I hate it because it makes me sound super conceited, which I'm so not. I'm go but it with- does, though. It legitimately happens like three times a week. It's awful. You just tell them you don't date customers? It depends. When I was engaged, that was a really good excuse. Now I'm not. And it's gotten worse. Sorry. <laughs> Since the ring came off, it's gotten worse. Go get a new one. Go get a new one. Yeah, I remember. Just ask my ex if I can have that one back. Nice. And I just need it to ward people off. Yeah, I remember that was supposed to be like a good deterrent. What? Rings? Like wearing a ring, yeah? Yeah, it wasn't, though. No? No. I mean, it's it's gotten worse now, but it still was happening a lot. I had a guy actually ask me out full date, like totally prepared. It was, it was the first time that's ever happened to me. Like, legit. He was just like, so there's this movie showing at Alamo at 7 o'clock on Friday. And I was just like, that was really fast. You just moved. <laughs> Did you go? No. And then you're going to meet my parents next, next right, Tuesday. Right, yeah. We, like, jumped. I'm like, usually dude asks for my number. How are we already going on a date? <laughs> I, I have so many comments, I'm going to leave them alone. <laughs> but it's so much less fun that way. What, not to say my comments? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, since when do you hold back? Yeah, saying. <laughs> She's also the, the manager of the place where I get my books. I could wind up walking in there and have like 80 books all of a sudden. Or, or oh. you could wind up with a gay porn in your box. <laughs> don't give him things he likes. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you don't want to start with me. <laughs> no, that's a thing at the shop, actually. Just wait. Now I'm just going to go in there and stand by Robert and watch as she's getting... See, I wonder if she's getting asked out again. He'll tell you. I'm just going to walk up. Sorry, dude. You're not her type. You're not rich. Get out of the store. (laughs) He predicts it all the time. He's got two or three people right now that he's like, I'm waiting. It's going to happen soon. Well, if you stop wearing all the revealing clothes at work, you'd be okay. Oh, yeah. Because that's totally... Just having the girls Mm -hmm. hang out doesn't work for you. I'm sorry. Yep. Every shirt I own, just titties. (laughs) (laughs) Funny she mentions titties. (laughs) I was watching something with the boy today. Uh... Yeah, that's messed up, too. That whole thing didn't work out. Uh, I'm going to give you the benefit of a doubt and see where you're going with this. Okay. No, he's watching the uh, One Million Ways to Die. Okay. And so this, so this woman... This show's awful. She showed this woman, she's like... He watches the show all the time. And there's a woman, she's out there dancing, and she's like, 
stripper. She's got her implants, and I guess they keep on getting bigger. The way they did it, they get bigger. And so it causes her to have back pain. So she gets in, she's like a real bitch, too. So she gets in her little thing, you know, you can hang upside down. Mm-hmm. And so she hangs upside down, and her titties go down, and they, she drunk and took some pills beforehand. So she flipped herself upside down, so her titties smothered her to death. So you see that the image is like this big things just go down, like, like holy shit. <laughs> First of all, they were out to here. I mean, yeah, what size were these bitches? Like, I don't know. Jesus. I mean, okay, if it's too big for my hand, they're too big. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm things were massive. At that point. Two hands. No, you couldn't hold them with two hands. I'm just saying, man. The black guys liked it. They were the black guys, and they're like, hey, they're like, <laughs> making it Until rain. she fell. And, and she's like sitting there dead. <laughs> no, no, this was. was Rigor mortis? No, this was. Oh. Hey, <laughs> never mind. I can never mind. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> No, this is she was dancing. They didn't see her. She went back into her own little wherever strippers go after they dance. They go in the back back room, whatever. <laughs> wherever they go. I don't know. Do I look like I? You would know. Tell us about strip clubs. It's got, what? Why would I know about a strip club? <laughs> no, anyway. So the stripper goes back to her back room and, and flips herself upside down and dies by boost. But why is she upside down in the back? Because she figured it would, that little machine and you turn you put your feet in and Did it'll. she sleep like a bat? No, she was trying she to She was on an inversion? Yeah, yeah. They got inversion machines in strip club locker rooms? Well, when you're making, what, a grand uh, an hour for each tit, I guess you can do what you want to do. I mean, she had to ask to go I with it, too, I guess. I you had to tip by body parts. She, she was Wait, saying, <laughs> yeah. Hey, she was saying I was making, she made the comment, I make money for each she one of these out there, girls. She walked out there and put them on some scales, and she's like, pay up, boys. <laughs> hey, she made the comment, these bitches are worth, each worth whatever, and they make this oh, much God. peace. I got I mean, two ditties, you give me two dollars. She, she like, like, counting her hundreds and shit. I'm like, holy shit. Oh my god. First of all, I don't have that much money to go to a strip club. What Wait, the hell? and you were watching this with your son? He was watching. It's just it's one million ways to die. Because the story before that was a guy being an asshole playing softball, and he ripped his guts out, and he pushes his guts back in, he wants to hit a home run, and he dies. I can't watch that show. So yeah, this woman died by boob death. A way you may want to go. <laughs> it sounds more like your thing. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm in agreement there. Yeah. I'm an ass man. I'm not a boob man. Oh, well, that's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Death by. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to talk about first? Let's give her the choice. Um, I guess we can go for movies. Movies. All right. So we saw the first Logan trailer. Yes. Mm-hmm. It actually looks really good. Watch that. I'm going to die. Whoa. What kind of music was that? Like, I was just going to say I'm digging the soundtrack. Yeah, that was Johnny great. Cash is, I know Johnny Cash, but it's like, giving you that horrible I'm going to die type. Hurt, Hurt is one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, um, I love that song. It's a great song. I'm not hating on Johnny Cash. I'm just saying. It's just like But it fits the tone choice. of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's old movie, man time. Logan. Why are you joining up with him? You're supposed to be my friend again. <laughs> that doesn't mean she has to agree with you on everything. Yes. Are we in preschool? <laughs> one of us is <laughs> again the sticks <laughs> no listen it, keep your stick in your pants <laughs> whoa <laughs> come on dirty rob zombie leave it dirty alone. Rob zombie. <laughs> hey man i'll change <laughs> please don't <laughs> so and this is laundry day so this is commando day oh roll, god. Roll, roll. <laughs> oh god so anyways uh, old man logan <laughs> I'm excited yeah. for it. It's definitely a, like a darker tone, you know. It is it is Logan as an old man. Uh X23's in it. That's who the girl is. Kind of excited. Is that, for that. who that was? Oh, uh, that makes that way more exciting. Yeah, I know, right? That's really cool. Yeah, you see the one scene where she's uh she's fighting the guards herself and she's doing like this spinny thing and she takes out like three of them. Yeah. Kind of cool. Uh, I'm excited for that. And Patrick Stewart looks ridiculously old. Oh my god, so sad. <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy. 
<laughs> Where are we going? 2016, Pope? please don't strike again. Oh, don't take Patrick's <laughs> please from Please don't us. do oh, it. No, 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 no. no. Uh-huh. Why would you say that? Because <laughs> it's more likely to happen. So many now. greats have been lost this year. Yeah. So many. 2016 is an asshole. It's awful. It's, it's an I asshole. I just want of the it year. to be done. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, if you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. There is a red band trailer which has a couple of smaller scenes added to it, like Wolverine <laughs> skewering the guy's head with the claws. <laughs> that was intense. It's pretty intense, pretty it awesome really looking. It's gonna be R rated, just like the last one. Looking forward to it. And it should be. Yeah. yeah. It, it looks really great. Uh, but more so even than than Logan, Guardians of the Galaxy Two had their trailer come out, and I am super excited for this one. Keep it in your pants. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But I'm um. Why are you the, looking? The, <laughs> the first Guardians is definitely my favorite Marvel movie. You know, we talked about that at length mm-hmm. when it came out and how excited I was. I feel just as excited for this one. Uh, when I first saw the trailer for the very first time and they started out with the same Uga Chaka music, I was like, really? Like, you couldn't spring for a different song? But it just fits so perfectly. Like, even reusing the same music for a trailer still has me just as excited as I should be. Like... I can't explain how happy I am and how excited I am for Guardians 2. I feel like they mixed up the song a little bit, though, at the beginning. They slowed it down a little it, bit. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't exactly the same. But you're not, you're not excited good. just like you were last time? That's right. Same way. What? <laughs> so freaking weird. I go in there I'm like, yeah, this is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't excited last time, and I am this time. Well, I was trying to keep it calm, because you know, last time I was like, raccoon genitals, raccoon genitals. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Did you just say raccoon genitals? Yes. We, we, had a, we had a lengthy conversation about raccoon genitals. He doesn't time. seem to have any. Well, rock, rockets. Why uh, are you looking? <laughs> because he doesn't have any pants on. She makes a valid point. I, I mean, guess. Huh? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's getting deep in here. He, he's, one of, he's one of a kind, so it's not like he's procreating. That is true. You know. Yeah. And they did do some weird experiments to him, so... Block, Poor guy. No wonder he's so sad. Mm-hmm. You know. I feel like him and Ted would be like BFFs, though. Probably. Yeah. Thunder, Thunder buddies, buddies for life. life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Uh, like I said, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Black Panther. Um, actress Letitia Wright from Doctor Who has been cast in an unnamed role. I don't know who Panther. Letitia Wright is. Uh, if you saw her, you'd Me recognize neither. her. She's been in a lot of stuff beyond Doctor Who, but that's her biggest claim to fame. I recognize her from a couple of things as like smaller roles. But... Is she one of the white apes? Or is she like a? <laughs> no, she's not one of the white. She's a black lady. Uh... Well, the the one playing the white ape is a black guy. What the hell? Racist? I, I don't know if it's racist or not. <laughs> I'm still confused by that. <laughs> I was totally stuck with the Black Panther movie, man. I am too. Raiden is too. He loves Black Panther. It looks really good. Um. The most, uh, I guess, annoying news of the week is that Tim Miller has dropped out of directing Deadpool 2. Really? Yeah. I heard that. Some issues with Ryan Reynolds, Yeah, the two of them were kind of butting heads. I think they had different ideas of who they wanted to play Cable and what direction they wanted the film to go. I did read that it was an amicable split, so it wasn't like he threw a temper tantrum and stormed out or anything. Well, that's nice. Refreshing. It is uh, is kind of unfortunate because he did such a good job with the first one. Oh, yeah. Excellent. So who's coming in? Not known yet. They haven't said. Chris Columbus. I mean, as long as it's not, you know, Michael Bay or something. <laughs> boom, boom, Snyder. explosions everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we need somebody that can actually tell a story. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Deadpool pulls off his mask and it's really Wolverine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> no. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Donald, this is exciting news. Donald Glover has been cast as young Lando in the Han Solo spinoff. I saw that. So exciting. I He's awesome. Too. I love Donald Glover. He's great. I don't remember where it's from. Community was was his big start. Now he's in the show Atlanta. 
And uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. I've mostly seen his stand-up. He's in a music group called Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah. And I know him from there, too. Don't know him. I just saw the picture. I thought it was a good choice. No, he's he's an excellent choice. He's a oh, fantastic yeah. actor. Like yeah. everybody wanted him to play Miles Morales. Everybody wanted him to play, play Young Lando. They did want him. Uh, Miles. The fact that he got cast as Young Lando is really just awesome and a really yeah. good nod to the fans because so many people were behind him getting that role. He's a breakout of Colt Forty Five. Oh, he will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he will. <laughs> yeah, it looks good for the choice. I'm really excited for that. And then, hearkening back to last week's episode, uh, we talked about the possibility of a Captain Planet movie, jokingly. Piece of shit. And then, as soon as I released the episode, not an hour and a half later, comicbook.com posted a story about Leonardo DiCaprio spearheading an effort to make a Captain Planet movie. (laughs) Hard. I can predict the future. (laughs) I'm not going to watch this Captain Planet crap. Yes, you would. No, I'm not. Yes, you would. Leonardo DiCaprio? He's not not going to be in it. He could be Captain Planet. Oh, good lord. (laughs) He's going to fight a bear. (laughs) (laughs) I never really watched Captain Planet as a kid. I'm not going to watch it as an adult. I'm sorry. You never really watched Power Rangers as a kid, but you're going to watch Power Rangers? I watched Power Rangers a little bit. As a kid? No, not really. I was older. You were an old man. (laughs) Power Rangers was cool, though. Power Rangers was rad. Until they went all stupid. Season one was rad. I'm not going to see it. And don't you drag me into it. I'm going to drag you to (laughs) it. Piece of crap. Captain Planet was was awesome in some ways, so I think it could be a fun movie. What sucks is if you do drag me into it, I'm going to wind up liking it. I'm going to hate you, you forever. <laughs> That'll just be like everything else. You, everything I tell you to watch, you're like, no, no, I'm not going to watch that. And then you do, and you're like, man, why didn't you make me watch this earlier? All the time. Not all the time. All the time. You have to watch it so you can discuss it. Yeah, it was some stuff was hard to watch. It's true. What have I told you to watch that's hard to watch? Uh... Hmm. He can't think of anything. Off the top of my head, I can't think. I can tell you what's hard to watch. That awkward sex scene with Bruce and Barbara in The Killing Joke. That was terrible. <laughs> that was painful. It was horrible. It was. I told you that was a piece of shit. I didn't like it. We talked at length about that on on that episode. I will give you props. You do give, you do turn on me on the good shows. I mean, as you know, I'm not a daredevil guy, and now I fucking love it thanks to Netflix. Uh, Luke Cage, I'm pretty stoked to see that. And I don't like Iron Fist, but I... Th- I'm becoming really, you know, really piqued about it. Really Danny cool. Rand is great, man. It's going to be pretty good, I think. So, yeah, I give you props. Orange is New Black, Mr. Robot, you know. All right, well, that's it for movies. Uh, what do you want to do next, comics or TV? I mean, we kind of naturally just moved into TV just now. Sure. <laughs> uh, there's not a whole lot for TV, but uh, Walking Dead has been renewed for its eighth season, and uh, I guess season seven starts tonight. Yeah. Negan's supposed to kill yeah. somebody. Someone. Abraham or Sasha or somebody else that doesn't matter. Glenn? Dude, if it's not Glenn and it's not Daryl, it's got to be one of those two, I'm done. You're done? I'm done. I, I will not watch it beyond this episode if one of those two doesn't die. And then I'll tell you, it was really good. You're like, oh, I don't believe I'm not. I'm not letting it suck me back. <laughs> do, you watch, do you watch Walking Dead? I don't. I'm not a zombie fan. Have you read the comics? No. Okay. The comics are, are actually pretty but, good. I mean, there's... There's, There's enough lulls. conversation in the shop that I generally know what's going on. TV, I, I'm one of the few people who has a huge problem with the TV show. Like Everybody seems really? to love it, but I, I hate it. It's a, it's a love-hate relationship. Because we'll have like one episode that's really good and mm-hmm. pulls me in, and then it'll be like five episodes of garbage. And I'll just be like, ugh, I hate this thing. And then they'll have another great one and pull me back in. And uh, it's, they're so far removed from the comic plot. It's kind of like it could have been really, really good. I mean, don't. I'm not a huge, huge fan of it. I enjoy it. I enjoy some of the actors. Uh, I watch it because my boys like to watch, so I watch it with them, like mm. family time or whatever. But Outcast, Outcast, Outcast was amazing, really good. and it followed like the comic book. Like, 
is much truer to the comic yeah, than Walking I, Dead was. Dead yeah. should have did that too, but oh well. Yeah, Outcast is great if nobody's checked it out. I, I highly recommend that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. You're not big on horror? No, I'm super not big on horror. But I'm really excited for Riverdale. Riverdale's, Riverdale <laughs> does look pretty fun. I'm stoked yeah. for Riverdale. Uh, are you going to watch Legion? Um, I haven't heard of it. Okay, well, uh, Legion, they announced the release range. It's supposed to be coming out in February of 2017. Okay. Which is pretty cool. It's a lot sooner than I thought it would be. FX, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't have the exact date. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's Xavier's son, Charles Xavier's son, and he's the like, okay. most powerful mutant ever. That I That's might really watch cool. actually. Yeah. Do it's... you watch Preacher? No. <gasps> uh, I know. I, everybody keeps telling me that I should. Preacher's really Preacher, good. Preacher, I struggle with because I'm Catholic, and I can't remove myself from that. So Sp- am I. Speaking of Preacher, I guess we'll move into Stop comics. Uh, the sad oh, news for the week. I know. The really, I really sad you. news for the week. 2016 strikes again, you guys. Steve Dillon died. Yesterday. Co-creator of Preacher, the artist for Preacher. Yes, he did. Current artist for Punisher. Yes, he Becky did. Becky Cloonan. He died unexpectedly yesterday. He was really young, too. Like I think 54. He was 54 years old. Yeah. yeah. So scary. And uh, I didn't see how he died. I, I knew he died, though. Nobody's really talked in, in depth about it yet. Um, I, I think out of respect to the family, you know, or right. whatever. But, yeah, it's just really sad. Damn. He's super talented. I actually have my covers up there were all done by him. So, sad news. Yeah. Yeah. Super sad. They bring us down, man. Well, that's well, why I put it at the front, so we okay. can move on to the funnier <laughs> stuff. Gotta talk about the news, man. It's news. Yeah. Um, As she tweets. <laughs> hey, man. Look who's talking. The whole Do you time. see the phone in my head? No. Not now, the whole time she was talking about her Kickstarter. I was looking phone. up her Kickstarter uh-huh. to have more information than his questions. <laughs> I wanted to know more A about likely it. likely story. Do I need to show you the page, asswipe? <laughs> I didn't know nothing about her. I know her last name. I just know she's the manager. I didn't even know that. I just know she's the girl at my store. I I'm go get my books. Hurt. I'm still hurt. You're so hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to talk to her because she's always being, you know. You just know that she wouldn't go to the movies with you that No, Friday. right. <laughs> no, she's too busy running her game on all the guys there trying to get them to buy more comics. No. She bats her eyes. Oh, my buy God. This book? <laughs> I just do my job. That, exactly. It's funny. it's funny how that gets interpreted. <laughs> Okay, moving on to better news. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 21, which is the next issue in the clone conspiracy tie-in. Okay. One of our favorite characters is coming back. Somebody we haven't seen in a while. We've been looking forward to the return. Kane. Kane is coming back. Really? Yes, finally, Scarlet Spider is back. No freaking way. Yes. How the hell is he coming back? I don't know, but I'm assuming it's going to be similar to the clones thing. Yeah. He was a clone originally, so it makes sense. But he's a freaking spider right now. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm excited to see. They did a good job with Ox revival story, so I'm hoping they'll do just as good a job with Kane's. Cool, but I'm really excited. I've been a fan of Scarlet Spider since uh, he was in Houston, so it, yeah, it will be cool to see him return. Yeah, sweet. Uh, let's see. Marvel announced the Resurrection event in 2017, which is going to follow the Inhumans oh, versus X Men crossover thing. Um, so everybody that died comes back. Okay, Death of X. We didn't really talk about it, but it was awful. The first issue of Death of X was like a rehashing of events, and it was basically like a summary of everything that's occurred over the last year. It was just a waste of time. So I'm not reading Death of X. Neither am I. Uh, I'm not excited for the X-Men versus Inhumans thing. I think both groups can exist without there being... I've given up on that shit. <laughs> yeah, I've really, I've really gotten burned out on Marvel. But the only thing that's kind of cool is that this Resurrection event is spawning a whole bunch of new titles, a new ongoing series. Um, they've announced a few of them. The first one is Cable. Okay. Which I'm a huge fan of, so I'm, I'm excited for a cable ongoing. The next one is Iceman, 
and he hasn't really had an ongoing. And since they've mm-hmm. made some changes to the character recently, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Okay. Um, they're doing X-Men Blue and X-Men Gold again, which we haven't really seen since the early 90s. That could be kind of cool, especially if they bring back the teams as they were then, like Storm leading one and Cyclops leading one. Right. It could be a nice throwback there, especially if it's written better than like X-Men 92 was, because that was not the best. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, they're doing a Weapon X ongoing, which is going to have like Phantom X and Deadpool and Wolverine and Omega Red, and that is exciting. Put that in my box. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's here. I can say that. <laughs> uh, they're doing a Jean Grey ongoing. Which is I'm so tired of Jean Grey. That's exciting. She's never had an ongoing of no. her own before, which is really cool. I'm always, always behind solo female titles. You don't like Jean Grey? I've had enough of Jean Grey. Just turn to the damn Phoenix and go away. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different opinions there. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the very last one they've announced so far is the Generation X title. Um, if you remember, Generation X was a very short-lived but popular series in the 90s. So that one's the X-Men guy. But they're bringing him back. I don't know if it's going to be the same roster or not, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I saw, I'm just really excited about the other book. The Phantom X, Wolverine, and Dead. Deadpool. Yeah, I, I know that's, you are. That's going to be wee wee. <laughs> and then the very last piece of comics news is that Marvel and Midtown have pulled the J. Scott Campbell, Riri Williams, Invincible Iron Man variant. Thank God. Um, you know, we, we've talked about this before with other books like the the Batgirl one with the Killing Joke homage mm-hmm. Spider-Woman this one's a little more big mistake this one's a little more egregious I don't I have think. the problem with that which one? the Killing Joke thing? the Batgirl I mean oh I totally did this one's a little more egregious I think because Riri Williams is a teenager yeah and J. J. Scott Campbell is really well known for drawing like a lot of cheesecake kind of Very artwork cheesecake lots of like really busty women that are skinnily clad or whatever and right. it doesn't really work when you're drawing like Teenage girls, like it's, no. it puts you in a creepy category, <laughs> for sure. Well, then that's not the full extent of the issue either. Right. I mean, that's a major part of it. That's a major point of it. But yeah, why don't you elaborate? She you... was clothed. Um, <laughs> it's it's not even about her clothes because if you look at the other cover, she's wearing the exact same outfit. She's still wearing the crop top shirt and the jeans. It's the way that he drew her, very curvy, very like accented boobs. In the other cover. There's a little hint of curves where her chest is, but they're not drawn there. And so, obviously, you know, the sexiness of her is very problematic. That, in my opinion, is Marvel's fault. Because, like Justin said, that's what J. Scott Campbell does. Yeah. Like, that is what he does. He doesn't do anything else. That all of his characters look like that. His male characters look like male cheesecake (laughs) models. I mean, they do. So why would you hire that person for that cover to begin with? That he guy's just got great boobs. Was an ill-fitting, <laughs> ill-fitting artist for the cover. But the yeah. other, the other issues that come with it um, are more racially based. He lightened her skin tone quite a bit as far as like color goes. If you look at the internals of the book, she's much much darker, much much darker. She wears her hair a lot more natural. The way that he drew it, it's he toned down her fro a lot, which. As a white person, I can't speak to why that is bothersome, but I know that for people of color, it is. It bothers them. It makes you. It makes them feel like he's trying to draw her in a more acceptable way visually, I think is the best way to word it. Um, but the, the coloring of her skin, I mean, that, that really is really problematic. I mean, yeah. she looks more mixed or Hispanic, whereas inside of the book, she's very dark-skinned. And, like, why? Why even... That's been there's been a whole thing about uh, people of color want to see themselves represented more in comics, mm-hmm. and they're really pushing for new characters to be created that give them 
you know, more of a spotlight. Right. Instead of trying to change things or, like, you know, convert Nick Fury to a black guy or, or whatever. Like, right. Because that just feels like pandering. Right. They want to see their own people represented and new mm-hmm. characters. So when that happens with a character like Riri Williams, who's fairly new. I mean, she hasn't even really been around that long. Right. To do something that changes that so quickly um, is, is kind of detrimental. Yeah, people have been very excited for this character, and then to have a cover like that come out. I'm trying to figure out where I stand on this. I can see the things you're saying, but I want to argue. <laughs> but I want to argue. Well, and the other thing is, like, they say that her, her face is drawn with very Caucasian features, but that goes right back to, it's J. Scott Campbell. And I mean, so honestly, he's I'm... one of my favorite artists, but his facial features are not very diverse. That's just a fact of the matter. It's, I mean... He draws faces like Rob Liefeld draws I, feet. Right. Nice. <laughs> wow. I don't think J. Scott Campbell is even capable of altering his facial structures to look more authentically black, I yeah. guess. I'm trying trying so hard not to offend anyone. I completely completely agree with you. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're saying. It it just goes back to why would you have hired him for that to begin with? I agree. He's a very weird choice for something like that to begin with. I mean, unless they just wanted the controversy. Right, which it kind of almost seems like that was their point. Yeah. I don't even remember what the hell she looks like in the book. Well, how can you have a discussion if you're not fully informed? Well, <laughs> he's not ever fully informed. <laughs> well, I've looked at the... Okay, I've read the... I get the book. I was, you know, you put it in my box. Correct. Uh, and I read it, but I don't even pay attention to that crap because it's a comic book. It's a fucking comic book. Who gives a shit? People. The people, people that, that play from Fair Positive Soccer give a shit. That's the weird. people that are reading them that want to <sighs> see themselves. Oh, my God. We've gotten to that point. You're not brown enough, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna paint you white. <laughs> hey, you got your character. They they made gold balls for you. Gold balls, <laughs> <laughs> dude. We already discussed this. It's Miguel O'Hara. Come on, come on, Peter David. Come on, Miggy. <laughs> I hate that fucking name. <laughs> no, I don't really get it. I don't. Okay, I can understand a little bit. A little upset that she's a little bit more lighter. But hell, Michael Jackson did that shit. Uh, come on, we. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying. You know, I mean that that is a part of it, but I think the more egregious thing is the the sexuality of her. Because yeah, she's the so sexuality young. is the biggest because she's so young. And if you look it's at it, it's a she, comic book, my friend. But yeah, she's but also she's fifteen. A, fifteen years. She's old. not a real life person. It doesn't matter. Like, okay, let's go Donald Trump on this. You got it. <laughs> let's not ever go Donald Trump on anything. Let's go Hillary Clinton on this. Ever. Thing, okay? uh, it's gonna be a huge mistake. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a goddamn comic book. Okay, I get what he's saying. I, I get what you're trying to say, being that she's 15 and comic book age. Comic book age, people. Give it a fucking rest. Comic books aren't really written for 15-year-olds anymore, though. Comic books are written for 30-year-olds. For the weirdos. Exactly. So that's, that's why he, draws, he drew it for the weirdos. Why would you draw a 15-year-old girl to look that sexual when your targeted audience is grown men? Well, maybe he's into that's that. Part of, yeah, that's the problem. Like, that's not acceptable. Again, that's, you said it no. earlier. They hired him. Right. The fault falls on Marvel. Yeah. I don't I don't blame Campbell. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't pick up the freaking comic book and be like, oh, she's hot. No, pff, whatever. Ace Freely. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look. I mean, seriously. Come on. I was participating in a thread that was discussing this exact same thing, and somebody came in, and they were like, oh, what? Was Scotty Young too busy? And I just, like that, I was like, you win the internet for today. Like, that's my favorite comment on the whole thing. <laughs> Scotty Young was too busy. <laughs> Baby cover. There, that's all you need. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, go out there. The The image is pretty much everywhere. It's been talked about a lot by a lot of different news sources. Uh, 
Go see what you think. I mean, I, I definitely think it's overly sexualized for a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. She's not on a pole by any means, but, I mean, it's Any other day, you would have been, and I'm not... No, this is, this Any is, other day, you would have been on the side of the fence with me. No. Yes. No, not on this. Dub. You're such a woman. <laughs> I swear to God, you swapped out I'm your... Not, I'm not a creepy pedo guy, so... You swapped see? out, your, you swapped out you. your balls for a vagina. I'm just saying. Dude... The, the the Batgirl Dark Knight thing uh-huh. I was on your side I agreed with you on that the Spider Woman thing the we, Apple we both we both thought that was like ridiculous like I just thought it was funny the proportions were, were not <laughs> it like funny. it's inhuman like nobody could actually <laughs> bend that way like hey I tried to show you I could be done <laughs> you did unfortunately it was <laughs> and my bad back ex- hurts it was a bad experience. Robert actually did the same thing <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah we spent a half hour trying to contort him into comic book covers. <laughs> It was great. We took pictures. It was wonderful. I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah, that awesome. he actually needed a stool to get his ass that far in the air. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm on your side on some of these things, but I, I don't agree with the sexualization of like little girls. Like that's not my. It's not. Right. That's not a little girl. It's a fucking comic. It's a comic book character, but she's a 15 year old girl in the comics. And I saw the the cover. That didn't seem that bad to me. I don't see what you're seeing. Pull it back up. I don't really see what you're seeing. Pull I might, it back up. I might have just looked at it too quickly and didn't pay attention. That might be the thing. Okay, let me look here. She looked like she got that "Hey" attitude going up there, and then she got that hat, and then she got. Okay, I can see that he gave her bigger boobs than what she's supposed to have, and the shirt is midriff. But goddamn, first we're bitching about Wonder Woman and what she wears. Hello. Well, it's not even the midriff. That's not the problem. It's it's the way that she's standing. It's because she's standing. The uh, way that her I hips are drawn. The way that her stomach is drawn to lead your eye down towards her crotch. I mean, she doesn't need that like. I wasn't even looking, I wasn't even looking at in that. In her belly. Yeah, but that's the stuff that people are looking at that's bothering them. Oh, those people got problems. Your regular comic got this. Okay, that's pretty cool. Cover cool. Marvel the has a problem I go to the hiring story. Campbell to do that cover. Well, they're the dumbasses. That's how he draws. Just that's, like that's Disney. You exactly, got the freaks at Disney, you got the freaks right. at Marvel. That's exactly what we're saying. Like, that's the point, though. So you agree with us, but you wanted to argue. <laughs> <laughs> what I said at the beginning. <laughs> you dumbass. I don't have a problem with the cover. Whatever. All right. Well, that's it for news. Uh, I want to remind everybody the Kickstarter for my comic book, Speak No Evil, is still going on. There's seven days left as of the time of this recording. Right now, we're at 58% funded. Uh, we got featured as a project we love on Kickstarter, which is really cool. We also got an article published on Bleeding Cool, awesome. which is really cool. Um, also have a signing coming up. Also have a signing coming up in Pop Culture on the 29th. And on the 28th, we're doing our improv sketch comedy thing at uh, Station Theater. So I think that's at 8.30. Uh, come check us out at one of those two places. Pick up the book. Please support the Kickstarter if you can. Um, we really want to make this happen. I mean, even if we don't succeed in the Kickstarter, which hopefully isn't the case, we will still make the book, but it won't come out until late summer of next year if we have to pay for it ourselves. So please, please, please support us if you can. Even a dollar helps. Uh, $5 will get you the digital copy. Um, you know, I'll give you a shout-out on the show if you, if you want Nice. <laughs> like just whatever, whatever it takes, guys. Please help us if you can. And for those of you who have already supported, I really appreciate it. Uh, also, don't forget to check out They Have Issues, which yep. is the non-official Valkyrie comic book. She definitely has issues. We all do. Who, show me a person who doesn't. I'm You're saying, looking at him. No. <laughs> well, when your biggest issue is delusion. <laughs> Please. It's 100%. 100% You lost 10%. You lost 10%. Yeah. Because I'm sitting in this chair. You started at 110 earlier. The hot, the hot flashes, they burned it off while we were sitting I know. Here. You're killing me in here. Damn it. Turn the AC on. It is not hot. 
But check out They Have Issues. It's a it's a really cool looking book with a lot of awesome creators attached to it. I'm excited to check it out. I also have a couple other Kickstarters I want to give a short shout out to. Whispers in Necropolis from Luis Torres. Uh, he's a friend of mine from Bryan College Station. He did the first issue last year. It's a horror anthology. It's a lot of fun, really well put together. He did that with Heath West. Um, and then issue two, he's working on right now. The Kickstarter's running, I think, until November 9th. So if you're looking for another horror book, check that one out. It looks really awesome. Really hey, since we're shilling for money, I'm going to pitch something out too, can I? Sure. Okay. Uh, my oldest son has the opportunity to go to Paris, France, and uh, we're trying to raise money now to send him out there. So I'll be posting in the link if you guys can help me out. I'm trying to do everything, but I'm also trying to get a house. So it's been really rough. And I really want to send him with his teacher and everything else because it's a, a chance of a lifetime. And so I'm trying to raise money for that. So eventually you'll see me post the link. So if you guys can help out, whatever you can, I appreciate it. That's if you can. If you don't, you want to tell me to go screw myself, that's fine too. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. When are you posting the link? Maybe Monday or Tuesday. Okay, so this week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of good opportunities to help people make their dreams come true, whether that's uh, sending your kid to Paris or helping me make my comic. <laughs> hey, I gave money to you. You did. I got to give money to them now. You yeah. Sure? Jeez. I give her money every freaking Wednesday. <laughs> not me. <laughs> that money's not for me. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> Don't forget, we're also going to be attending the Brazos Valley Comic Con November 5th through 6th. Uh, on the last episode, we had Ben Fritching on to talk about that. He gave us a special promo code that you guys can put in to save $10 on your weekend pass if you want to go. So that would mean that $25 for one day pass or $25 for both days if you use this code. And the promo code, which is going to be really hard for everybody to remember, is Comical Podcast Secret Code. So <laughs> Woo! no spaces. He should have done... Is that a code for sex? Oh, that would have been... That would have been so much better. Yeah, that been <laughs> uh, but Comical Podcast Secret Code, go to the website, buy your tickets, put that in, and you can get both days for 25 bucks, which is a hell of a deal. Yeah. Uh, they announced a couple more people this week. Um, I know we talked about all the voice actors that are going to be there and all the He-Man people. Uh, I think they announced uh, some more Stranger Things cast members this week, so... I'm, I'm really excited. This is going to be a fun con. Yeah, it is. You'll be there as Grey Bear as well? Yes, we'll be there as Grey Bear as well. I will be walking around taking photos with people. Yes. And I believe uh, our friends and buddies and my cousin, uh, Critical Thinking Podcast, will be there as well now. And there's a very good chance there's going to be a podcast panel as well. Nice. Uh, with the BS Excluded guys, the Nerd Sloth guys, and us. So uh, look for that. Oh, God. <laughs> Talk about bad. Awesome. <laughs> That's going to be bad. And, uh, Don't bring the kids. <laughs> no, I would not recommend bringing the kids on the podcast panel. Uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to us on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Facebook at Comical Podcast. And on Twitter, I am at Comical Podcast. I'm at Comical Podcast, too. If you want to follow Ashley, you can find her at... Little Miss Tink. Go support They Have Issues. <laughs> and uh, real quickly, I want to say thank you to Nerdbong, who's been one of our sponsors for a while. Uh, our show is on their network for a while. Uh, they're going away. This is their last month. So at the end of October, no more Nerdbong.com. Uh, but thank you guys for hosting us for the last few months. We really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll see some of those shows around. Well, how's Piggy Mouth and Resistor show going to go? I'm not sure what the future of that is. We'll no. have to wait and see. Okay. But that is it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Ashley. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. And we'll send those pictures out of her later. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to close us out? Keep on laughing, bitches. Perfect. Yes.